0: back. This is Encounter with God. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We are about to get into our 20 million movement Bible study where we're actually behind 20 million other people around the world. But Oops. we are going to catch up with those other 20 million people. But uh, just bear with us. We will get there. Before we get into our Bible study... Gemma has another clue for our quiz, so get ready to call 1-800-324-843. Gemma, what have you got for us? What number am I? The
1: next clue for what number am I is the number of days the spies sent out by Moses explored the land of Canaan.
0: Okay. So how many days did they explore the land of Canaan for? Mm. Was this the first time... Okay, no, the answer is in the the answer is there. The answer is there. I don't have to ask that question.
1: No no more no more clues. they've got no more three. clues.
0: That's right. The answer is there. <laughs> okay, so here's the number to call. If you know the answer, or if you can find the answer, one eight hundred three two four eight four three, um, give us a call right now and there is a prize coming your way. What have you got for us from the prize box right there? The
1: prize box, I have health and wellness secrets that will change your life.
0: Okay, so this is really important, particularly when, you know, you've got a health scare going around the world right now. Yeah. Coronavirus. Absolutely. Uh, I think there was, what, 41 people who had died from it yesterday, over 100 today. Wow. And so, the you know, that number is starting to go up in a very steep J curve starting to skyrocket and so you know one of the things that has been significant is that universally it has been reported that coronavirus is killing people who have who are, are weak the young the elderly or those who have pre-existing health conditions yep and so it seems that the real key to surviving this thing is just being healthy
1: I think the key to surviving anything is being healthy, isn't it?
0: Yes, maybe I just stated the obvious. <laughs> Did I just state the obvious? Okay, but if you want to have resistance against it and your health is not in great shape, then you know that you're going to have very poor resistance. And so getting your health in order, getting your health sorted out is going to mean that your chances of surviving you know, an attack by this virus or any other similar virus yep. is just infinitely better. That's true, yeah. You know, you can, you can maybe just brush this one off like a nasty case of the flu. <laughs> anyway... Uh, Let's get into our Bible study We are studying Daniel chapter 3 We are supposed to be studying Daniel chapter 4 We will hopefully get to Daniel chapter 4 today But we have one more great issue in Daniel chapter 3 That we do need to look at We've pretty much explored this one thoroughly Which is uh, just some really special stuff in this chapter Mm. Um, But there is one more thing we need to look at So Daniel chapter 3 Um, Of course, quick summary, you have an image that is built. It's a golden image. It is solid gold from head to toe. It is a reaction to the the image that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed in Chapter 2 where he saw one made out of four different metals and one ceramic, symbolizing four different empires that then collapse and don't ever stick together again. And, of course, we know from history that's what happened. Babylon was succeeded by Persia, which was succeeded by uh, Greece, which was exceeded by Rome and which collapsed and fell apart and never stuck back together ever again. And so, when you look at um, this image where Nebuchadnezzar comes along and is like, Okay, I'm the head of gold in chapter two, I'm going to be all gold mm. from end to end. The empire is going to last forever. And it's a very uh, loud public statement. Um, and so this image really is a is a is a representation of his. He has made it as a representation of his government, and his government is called Babylon. Yep. Um, now the Babylonian Empire at this particular time was what was called a world empire. So a world empire is not an empire that rules over the entire planet. A world empire is one that rules over. The civilized world the
1: known world the, at the known time. world yeah. at
0: the time and yeah Babylon hadn't quite got there, but it was definitely the superpower yeah. Uh, Now, the interesting thing about the Babylonian Empire, and we've mentioned this a couple of times, it was such a perfect union of church and state where church and state ended and started was so blurred. There really wasn't any line of demarcation between the two whatsoever at all.
1: So, basically, it was just the one power control. That's right. So, he
0: builds this image. It's a symbol, a representation of his empire. Yeah. But it's also a god to be worshipped. Now, in modern Western society, we find it very difficult to wrap our minds around lines that can be that blurred mm. particularly coming from a Judeo Christian background where there's always been a separation of church and state. Um, you know, even in the in the Jewish system you had, you know, the work that the priests did, you had the work that the king did, and they never the two shall meet. They were very separate from each other. Um, that the king was never allowed to go into the holy place or the most holy place of the temple, even though he was the king. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, only the priests could go in there. Anyway, the issue in relationship to this particular image was worship. And that's the issue right the way through the book of Daniel. It is The whole book of Daniel is about true worship versus false worship and conflict between true worship and false worship. It is the issue right the way through the book of Revelation. It is the central issue at the very end of time is true worship versus false worship, and that's the issue here. The issue is, will you bow down and worship this golden image or not? Uh, The penalty, of course, for not worshipping was death. It was rather grim. Mm. Now, the thing that defined in this passage, the thing that defined who you worshipped was not your profession, Nebuchadnezzar was like, no, this is not going to be about profession. You're not going to come along and profess that you worship this image. You're going to bow down.
1: Yeah, you actually have to physically do something. It was your actions. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you find the same thing right the way through the book of Daniel. you find the same thing right the way through the book of Revelation. This is the issue at the end of time. It's not about who you say you worship. The Bible says, many shall say unto me, Lord, Lord. You know, in other words, I serve Jesus. I love Jesus. He is the Lord of my life. But... Their hearts are far from him. Mm. They teach for commandments, the commandments of men. Um, and, you know, th- and they'll even come along and say, but Lord, Lord, didn't we do many miracles in your name? And, and didn't we cast out demons in your name and do many wonderful works in your name? And he will say, depart from me, I never knew you. So here you have people, you know, at the end of time who are actually, you know, performing miracles and these kind of things. There's supernatural things taking place, but they don't know Jesus. So the issue here is obedience. Now, of course, that issue, obedience, will always bring you back to the Ten Commandments. Because the Ten Commandments define what obedience is. Simple, all-encompassing, straightforward. Yeah. So the issue here then becomes the Ten Commandments, which was the issue in heaven when Satan first sinned. Ooh. And it was the issue in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve first sinned.
1: But the Ten Commandments weren't Ten Commandments until later, Moses' time. Oh, really? No.
0: Where's your Bible verse for that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, when this is what happens. When this is comes... what happens when you come on radio. You are going to be challenged. challenged.
1: But he comes down the mountain with like the Ten Commandments, right, that have been carved in stone. That's right. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I'm sure that God had laws that existed pre to that.
0: Oh, absolutely. The Bible says that Abraham kept all of God's, God's laws. Yeah, laws and but, commandments. But
1: the actual Ten Commandments were, like, carved in stone, right? Because when you say oh, yeah. Ten Commandments, that's what people think,
0: right? Let's uh, Okay, but do they have to be carved in stone to exist?
1: No, I suppose not. okay. <laughs>
0: All right. Okay. All right. I suppose all right. not. All right. right. All right. Well, we're gonna have some fun. Uh, we that. might not make it to chapter four today. <laughs> we might have just. We may have just failed on making it on this. I'm sorry. At this particular point, <laughs> you need to apologise to all of our listeners who have, were waiting for chapter four. We're with still gonna break. be behind. I apologise. Let's go to the book of Romans.
1: The book of Romans. I apologise. Romans. It was a good question, chapter though. Right. Four. It's a
0: very good question. I like your question. Romans chapter four. And verse
1: 15. Yes. Romans 4, verse 15. Got it.
0: Can you read that one for us, please?
1: For the law always brings punishment on those who try to obey it. The only way to avoid breaking the law is to have no law to break.
0: Okay, let me read that one from the KJV. The law works wrath, for where there is no law, there is no sin. Ooh. Okay, so if you go to, Ooh,
2: if you go okay. to, if you, right. yeah, yeah,
0: okay, 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 all right. So there was sin in heaven, right, with Lucifer yes. before he came to this earth. Yes. Therefore, there was a law.
1: Y- yes. Okay, in fact, yeah. in fact
0: let, me go, let me take you to uh, Isaiah chapter 12.
1: But how do we know that law was the 10 commandments?
0: Ah, good question. Let me go to Isaiah chapter 12 and we'll establish this with one more verse and then we'll look at which law it was and find out which one was the one that... Chapter was, 12. Chapter 12. And verse... Um, let's read verse 13 in just a moment.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm lost.
0: Oh, chapter twelve, Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 13. Did I give you the wrong verse?
1: Isaiah chapter twelve only has six verses. I'm sorry. That's why. Make I'm that lost. chapter
0: fourteen. Thank you. Why was I saying chapter twelve?
1: I don't know. Chapter. 14. Oh, I
0: know why I was saying chapter twelve. I, I normally begin reading this passage in verse twelve.
1: Okay, chapter Isaiah fourteen, 14 verse. Start
0: in verse twelve.
1: Got it. I know this p- passage. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world.
0: Mine said Lucifer. But anyway, keep going.
1: For you said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high.
0: Okay, so notice here, the Bible says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. What you've got here is... Satan is trying to overtake the government of God. This is a coup d'état, mm. and uh, where you have a throne, you have government. Yes. What is it that defines the existence of government, what, uh, as opposed to no government, anarchy?
1: Laws. Law. Oh, okay. All right. He got me. Okay. <laughs> I see it. All right, all right. that makes right. sense. No, right. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good.
0: Good. Good. All right. Which law? Which law? uh let's go to uh let's go to first John I' read this one for you from first John first John chapter three and verse four, the Bible says Whoever commits sin transgresses also the law for sin is the breaking of the law. yes okay, so the Bible says sin is breaking God's law. yes all right, we're clear on that. uh which law is that talking about? there n- must be a law somewhere that involves go to Romans seven um, there must be somewhere a law that defines what sin is. Hmm. So Romans chapter 7, and we will go to verse 7, where it says, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. No, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Which law is Thou shalt not covet coming from?
1: Ten Commandments.
0: Okay, so the Ten Commandments is the law that defines what sin is. It goes on to say in verse 12, Wherefore the law, the Ten Commandments, is holy, and the commandment holy and just and good. Okay, so the law that defines what sin is, the law that was broken in heaven, the law that was broken in the Garden of Eden is the Ten Commandments. Whether it was codified and listed as ten or not, Mm. we don't know. Uh, Certainly, I would not expect that it was carved in stone because, well, maybe it was. Maybe there is a big stone version up somewhere in heaven. Why not? But I don't know because I've never been to heaven does not need to be carved in stone it's, it needs to be carved into your heart that's where it really needs to be and you know the Bible indicates very very clearly that it was carved into the hearts and minds of every you know being in the universe previous to when Satan was like "Yeah, no, I'm not going to have this anymore and threw it out of his heart yes how did we get where were we up to what were we talking about
3: <laughs> Daniel. we were talking about Daniel, Daniel chapter 3 yeah
0: we got sidetracked. Okay, so the issue was the commandments of God and the righteous were saved from being destroyed in fire. Okay, so let's run through this again very quickly. In Daniel chapter 3, this is what you have you have an image that is made which is symbolic of a government. Yes. That is a world government, it is called Babylon. That world government called Babylon is a union of church and state because this image is not just an image of the government. It is also an image to be worshipped. The issue comes down to how you worship.
1: Had to be actions, not what you Had to be actions.
0: Said. The penalty for not worshipping was death, and your actions define who you worship. Yes. Uh, the issue at stake was obedience to the law of God. Specifically, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And thou shalt not make any carved image. Yes. Um, And the righteous were saved from fire. Let's go to Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. And let's notice what the Bible says over here. Uh, Where is Revelation 13?
1: End of the Bible.
0: Yep, last book of the Bible. And let's go to verse 14. And here's what you've got bit of background before we get to this. First of all, in Revelation 13, there is a beast. Mm -hmm. Let's read about it. Verse 1. Revelation 13, verse
1: 1. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. Thank
0: you. Hold your finger there. Go Revelation 17. And read for me, verse
1: 3. So the angel took me in the spirit in the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. Oh,
0: I wonder what the name of it is. Verse 5, please.
1: A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the great mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world.
0: Okay, so we have a beast Mm. called Babylon. What does a beast symbolize in Bible prophecy? I
1: don't know.
0: A nation. Oh, yeah. So Daniel 7, verse 17, the Bible says, for these great beasts which are four are four great kingdoms which shall arise out of the earth. Yes. Okay. So here's what you've got so far. In Revelation 13, we have a beast. Which is a symbol of a nation. Yes. Which is a government that is called Babylon. Yes. Okay. I'm
1: following. Following yeah, so yeah, far? Yeah, I got it. I got it. All
0: right. All right. All right. All right. Now, back to Revelation 13. You've got a second beast that comes along. So the first one is called Babylon. You have yes. a second one comes along. And let's notice what the second one does in verse 14. 13 verse 14.
1: And with all the miracles, he was allowed to perform on behalf... So he
0: here is the second beast.
1: Ooh, he yeah. was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast. He deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life.
0: Oh, okay. So here we have um, a beast, mm. which is a symbol of a government. And that government is called... Babylon, and then somebody comes along and makes an image of that government called Babylon. Anything starting to ring any bells with Daniel chapter 3 yet? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, all right, so what kind of a uh, government is this? Let's go to uh, um, 13 verse 8, first line, please.
1: And all the people who belong to this world worshipped the beast.
0: Okay, so this is the first beast. Which is called Babylon, and it's a worldwide power. Mm. So here's what you've got in Revelation 13 you've got an image to a beast. To, sorry, you've got an image to a government which is a world government called Babylon. What did you have in Daniel chapter 3? You had an image to a government which was a world government called Babylon.
1: I'm, I'm seeing some similar things. Starting to see some, <laughs> parallel, some parallels here? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so in the first one, you had to worship the image, didn't you? Yes. Okay, Uh, verse 15, please. 13, verse 15.
1: He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. Wow, okay.
0: Okay, (laughs) so here you've got a symbol. It's It's an image to a beast government called... A world government called Babylon, which is a union of church and state because obviously a beast is a symbol of a state and the issue here is all about worship. And what happens, what's the penalty here if you don't worship the uh, image? Death. Oh, Oh. that happened in Daniel chapter 3 as well. Yes. All right. Uh, Let's continue on verse 16, 17, please.
1: He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name.
0: Okay, so basically what you've got is, um, when you come down to the end of this, you've got an image that is built to a world government called Babylon, which is a union of church and state. The issue at stake here is how you worship. The penalty for not worshipping is death. Obedience is what defines worship because it's either you receive the mark of the beast or you don't, Mm -hmm. and God says don't, so obedience is going to define who you actually worship. The issue at stake here with the mark of the beast, and it's a Bible study that we don't have time for this morning, is the Ten Commandments once again. Uh, And, of course, the righteous are saved from fire. Yes. At the end of time. Yeah. Because when you go to uh, Revelation 14 and verse uh, 9, the Bible says, The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels in the presence of the Lamb. Okay, so what you've got then is the righteous are being saved from fire. Revelation 13 is a direct parallel with Daniel 3. We're going to come back in a moment and find out why.
4: The sun goes down and the moon cries out its love for you. The world confides in the love that hides between the two. And I know I'm not afraid to call this home. And I know that you aren't too. And you fall down. From the fire they're leading themselves into a world apart there's a new restart if you'd simply choose and i know i'm going to a better place and i hope that you are too Protected a leading Don't be heeding These lies proceeding through.
0: Matthew Mole with You and Your Crown. This is the Breakfast Show on Faith FM. We are just finishing off Daniel chapter 3, looking at parallels between Daniel 3 and Revelation 13. Where we find in Daniel 3, there is an image to a government. It's a world government called Babylon. It's a union of church and state. The issue was how you worship. The penalty for not worshiping was death. Obedience defined worship. The issue was the Ten Commandments and the righteous were saved from fire. And when you go to Revelation 13, which is the end of time, there is an image to a government called Babylon, which is a world government, which is a union of church and state. The issue is how how you worship. The penalty for not worshipping is death. Obedience defines what is worship, The issue at stake is the Ten Commandments and the righteous is saved from fire.
1: Okay, so there's like a little bit of crossover. <laughs>
0: there's a little bit of crossover between the two, which reveals to us why Daniel 3 is in the Bible. There are many, 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 many millions of Bible stories that are not in the Bible.
1: Yeah.
0: The Bible says that if you were able to write down everything that Jesus said and did, all the world would not contain the books. And that's just... The life of Jesus. Yeah, there's so much more. So much infinitely more in the entire Bible, which was written over like a 1,500-year period, 1,400-year period thereabouts. And so um, why is Daniel chapter 3 chosen to be included? Is this the only supernatural event? No, it's not. There's many other supernatural events, but this one is chosen to be included because of its parallel with our day. Hmm. So in other words, what God is coming to us is saying, okay, this is what's going to be like at the end of time. And if you want to be able to overcome at the end of time, you need to learn something from Daniel 3. Okay, we go to Daniel 3, and we're obviously going to learn something from Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because those are the guys that are faithful. And in the story of Daniel chapter 3, those are the guys who you want to be. Yes. You don't want to be the no, other guys.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to be Zedekiah, you know, falling down and worshipping the golden image. You don't want to be Nebuchadnezzar who's building it in the first place. You don't want to be, um, you particularly don't want to be a part of the uh, the royal guard which has to throw these guys into the fire because um, you're going to die. You want to be Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego because you're going to get to be thrown in the fire. You're not going to feel a thing. There's not even going to be, the, you're not even going to have the smell of smoke on your clothes and you're going to personally meet Face-to-face, Jesus Christ.
1: Amazing.
0: Okay. At the end of time, those who overcome the image to the beast Mm. are going to personally meet Jesus Christ. As Jesus came down to rescue the three worthies. Nice. Jesus will come down at the end of time to rescue those that are faithful to him.
1: I've never heard that link before. That's so cool.
0: Ah, praise God. Okay, so then how how do we become like the three worthies? How do we have that kind of faith that will take us through the time of crisis when the issue is worship and the penalty is death? Good question. Absolutely. Okay, so we talked about this. Um, we talked about it somewhat earlier in the week. We're going to revisit. It. Actually, late last week, I can't remember when we did, but we're going to revisit it. Because what we need to do is we need to go back through these guys' lives and ask the question, what made them different? What made them different from every other Jew that was in Babylon? What made them different from Nebuchadnezzar and the other Jewish officials, which not Nebuchadnezzar, Zedekiah, and the other Jewish officials which came with Zedekiah and just all bowed down and worshipped? How many thousands of Jewish people were worshipping that golden image?
1: Yeah, what set them apart? Why were they the only ones who didn't?
0: What set them apart? Mm. Okay, a number of lessons that we can learn. And the first thing is that these were the young men who made the decision not to worship the golden image, not in Chapter 3. That's not where they made that decision. They made that decision in Chapter 1. True. In Chapter 1, they were faced with a very small test. It was just over food.
1: Oh, that's right. And they had nothing but vegetables, hey?
0: Yeah. Because they're like, you know what? If we're eating vegetables, then, hey, you can't go wrong with vegetables. But um, if we're eating flesh, then we don't know what kind of flesh that is. And it may be something that is dishonoring to God. So, therefore, we'll just go vego. Yeah. So, they just went vego. Uh, I think it's the first, uh, other than the antediluvians, Adam and Eve and so forth, I think these are the, probably the first vegetarians recorded in the Bible. That's kind of cool. And so, they do. And they had every reason to compromise Mm. on this issue, every reason to 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 say, "Well, you know, we're slaves, and we've had a hard march for the last couple of months, and we've been living on, you know, bread and water, and we are barely alive, and we need to build up our strength. And you know, once we've built up our strength, then let's make an issue over what we eat. um, And we've been given hospitality by a foreign king that we don't deserve. We should be being executed rather than uh, being, you know, given." Food that the royal chef has prepared,
1: yeah, and it's been offered to us freely. We and it's been just offered take to us freely. Like, this is yeah. this is
0: a, this is an act of generosity. We don't want to offend the king. They've got lots and lots of reasons to, for it, saying, to do what they want. Yeah, just eat the food. Yeah, just eat the food. Just, <laughs> eat the food. just compromise on this one. Yeah, and yet they refuse to compromise. And this is the key for us, because the devil never comes to us with big tests. The devil always starts small. Oh. He, starts, he never comes and says, oh, when you go way over there into sin. Because you look at that and I think, I would never even consider in my wildest dreams doing a sin like that. Oh,
1: that is so true. It's just like the one little step over the line. It's just like compromise, this one little thing, and it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. It's just this one little thing.
0: And then sooner or and later, you find yourself effects. so far from God. That's right.
1: It's like, how did I get here? It started with that one little thing, uh-huh. and it just snowballs. Yes, crazy.
0: One small step at a time. Mm. It's just like, hey, just step across the line. One foot across the line is not going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, you're there already. Just take the next one. That didn't hurt, did it? And sooner or later, you are so far from God, you don't even recognise how you ended up there. Okay, so these are people who refuse to compromise. Yeah. On the smallest issues. Yeah.
1: They're like I am not crossing that line. I'm I am gonna not
0: crossing any, any line. vegetables. Yeah. Any line, I will eat vegetables rather than cross any line. Yeah. Not the vegetables are going to do you any harm whatsoever at all. <laughs> we support a plant-based diet here on Faith FM. Uh, but they're, not, they're just going to eat vegetables rather than, rather than cross the line. And then God comes through for them. Mm. They get healthier, faster, and more healthier than anybody else who has been given you know, the same kind of treatment. And when you are faithful in small things... And you see God come through for you in small things. It builds your faith and your confidence in God. Yeah. To the point where, when something big comes, it's like, yeah, well, we've seen God be faithful, you know, in chapter one. We've seen Him be faithful in chapter two.
1: So why would He not be faithful in chapter three?
0: So exactly, and, and of course, their story of faithfulness goes back, no doubt, a long way, you know. And you've got to remember, in chapter one, they're just teenagers. Yeah. But it goes back to their time in Jerusalem when they are like, well, we're probably the only young guys that, well, they probably were the only young guys that served God. Mm. Judah was given over to idolatry. And God is faithful to them in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is captured and the temple is burnt. And God is faithful and they don't lose their lives. They survive that. And then they're marched across the desert and they survive that. And every time they see God's faithfulness, rather than focusing on our city's been burnt, our temple's been destroyed, we are slaves. This is a hot desert. We've marched a long way. We're eating bread and water. We've just been made into eunuchs. Rather than focusing on the negatives, they were focusing on the blessings of God. We've survived the capture of our city. We've survived a death march. You know, we've survived being turned into eunuchs. We've survived all of these things because of the blessing of God, and God is not going to let us down now. Yeah. That builds them up to the point where in Daniel chapter 3, they are ready to stand and say, You know what? Our God is able to deliver us because we've seen him deliver us before, and we can have that same experience today.
3: you are my joy you are my song you are the well the one i'm drawing from you are my refuge my whole life long where else would i go surely my god is the strength of my soul your love defends me Your love defends me And where I feel like I'm all alone Your love defends me Your love defends me Yeah Day after day night after night i will remember you with me in this fight although the battle it rages all your love defends me your love defends me and when i feel like i'm all alone.
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Matt Mayer with Your Love Defends Me. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we are about to head into question of the daytime. Before we do, we had a few phone calls coming through this morning. Um, One caller referring to our earlier story on how to stay cool on a hot day said to put ice or an ice pack over your wrists. It will cool your blood and cool you from the inside out. Um, Probably an efficient way to do so if you are maybe relaxing in front of the TV. Yeah. (laughs) But not if you are fixing a car.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Doing some yeah. manual Any, kind of labor, else. washing yeah. the dishes. It won't work for you. <laughs> uh, but anyway, unless you wash your dishes in ice water, that might work. They might not getting, make very, getting creative. Might not very make not might, might not make <laughs> the very clean dishes. But um, anyway, um, Gemma. Oh no no! Another caller's come through. Another caller's come through to talk about another parallel between Daniel three, one that I had never seen. Daniel three and Revelation thirteen.
1: So interesting.
0: Both groups of men in Daniel chapter 3 and the overcomers in Revelation 13 and 14 mm-hmm. are both virgins. Yes. Now, in Daniel chapter 3, they probably, well, they didn't really have much choice, did they? <laughs> uh, but they're both virgins. And, of course, um, you know the Bible says in Revelation you know, 14, those who have overcome are those who have not defiled themselves with women. A defiling woman in the Bible is a symbol. A woman is a symbol of a church. A defiling woman is a symbol of a defiling church. These are not defiled with false churches, false teachings. Mm. But if you've got more questions on that, send it in for question of the day and we will answer it for question of the day. Um, do we have time for another clue? Probably go for it.
1: Yes. Okay, one more clue. Someone can get this. It's it's The next one's pretty, pretty easy. The number of years the Israelites ate manna.
0: Okay, how, did, how many years did they eat manna for? Another way of wording, that would be how many years we're in the wilderness for. If you know the number, you can call us right now, 1-800-324-843. Okay, so uh, we're still answering this question. It's a very good question that Darren has sent through on whether a person can be lost after they have been saved. Once saved, always saved. And we've been working, there's a lot to talk about in this one. He's given us a list of verses. We've got one more verse to deal with, and that is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 where the Bible says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, whereby or by which you are sealed to the day of redemption. And the idea here is when the Holy Spirit seals you for salvation, the day of redemption is salvation. If the Holy Spirit seals you for salvation, how can that be lost?
1: I can understand why this is a question because in my translation, Mind if I read this? It says sure, um, he has identified as he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. There you go. So I can see why that's a question. Uh-huh. That's pretty like guaranteeing that you will be saved, like guaranteed. That's 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 strong. That's
0: uh, that is strong language, right? There. Yeah. Okay. The key to understanding this verse is not to miss the first line. Mm. The first line says, "Don't grieve." The Holy Spirit. Right. Because it's by the Holy Spirit that you're sealed for salvation. Yes. Okay, so let's say that, and we noted this before in the parable of the ten virgins, where all ten of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They all had oil.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're all spreading light in the world as a result of it. They're all filled with the Holy Spirit. They've all got the Word of God. They're all involved in evangelistic endeavor.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay and yet some of them run out of oil in other words they have the holy spirit and then they cease to have the holy spirit they are the ones who grieve the holy spirit Ooh. now if you cannot lose your salvation why would you be concerned about grieving the holy spirit because you can't lose your salvation so what does it matter you see yeah, But if you can lose your salvation, if that seal can be broken. And this is where your KJV, which is a more word-for-word translation, is going to give you a better picture of what was actually being in, expressed. Yeah. Okay, so can the seal of the Holy Spirit be broken? The Holy Spirit will never break that seal.
1: Ooh, but you can. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Jesus was placed in a tomb and the tomb was sealed, did that seal get broken? Yes. Okay, so the Bible is replete with examples of seals that are broken. Yeah. A seal does not indicate something that cannot be broken. Uh, in fact, most of the time when you read about it in the Bible, it is something that is recorded because it is being broken. Holy Spirit won't break that seal. But the Holy Spirit allows us to, and it's when we break it, that we grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's never do that.
4: I forget your thing will you still love me When my love lingers elsewhere I hear you softly speaking Secrets that implode Where's the soft lingo? The, the
3: sweet.
0: That was Josh White enclosed by you We've come to the end of our show Gemma
1: Oh that's so sad
0: Yes it is sad I was going to say We're about to go home But uh...
1: <laughs> I mean well we are No it is
0: sad We are going to be looking forward To your company again tomorrow morning But Before we do We're going to bless you And we're going to bless us our... We're going to actually bless ourselves
1: Cool
0: We like blessing ourselves Yeah
1: We're sure. going to be
0: selfish this morning
1: Yeah
0: Because the Bible says It's more blessed to give than receive And we're going to give So we're going to get yes. The bigger blessing and you get the smaller blessing. But the smaller blessing is still a blessing. It's Because true. it's still a blessing to receive. It's just a bigger, bigger <laughs> blessing to give. Okay, what are we giving away today, Gemma?
1: I have been on a summer camp, which was fantastic, playing guitar and leading out some music for a heap of kids, and it was yes. fantastic. And we did one song by this amazing, incredible musician, and her name is Anna Beaton, and we sang one yes. of her songs and taught the kids her songs, and it went so well. And the gift that I have the blessing of giving today is Anna Beden's CD called Simple Joys.
0: Simple Joys by Anna Beden. You can get that for free right here on Faith FM. And all you have to do to pick up that particular CD is to give us a call, 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us on 0491 064 669. So those numbers again, 1-800-324-843. Or send us a text message 0491 064 669 and just be the first person to contact us and you will be getting that Anna Anna Beaton album. Uh, Of course, we sing. We don't sing. We do sing. (laughs) I don't sing.
1: You could sing.
0: No, (laughs) you would not like that. Um, but we play a lot of her music here on Faith FM. We're big fans of Anna Beaton. She's amazing. Very talented,
1: incredible musician.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, So, yeah, be the first caller through right now, and that one is yours for free. We also want to remind you that we encourage people to study the Bible. Yes. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, study your Bible. And if you would like some help with that, we would love to help you. We know people who know people. We have connections.
1: You, well, yeah.
0: We have connections right across Australia. You can contact us from anywhere in Australia and we will find a way for you to study the Bible with at least one other person.
1: How cool is that?
0: Absolutely. You can, you can, if you're from a remote part of Australia, I challenge you to get in contact with us and see if we can't connect you. This is laying down the gauntlet right now. We 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 were
1: all about challenges today
0: We are, yeah, absolutely We'll connect you, Um, there are many different ways of doing the Bible, uh, studying the Bible But one of those is you can do my Bible study series Which is called The Prophetic Code
1: Oh, it's so good
0: And what we studied today is part of the Prophetic Code series So you can call up and get the Prophetic Code Anyway, that's the end of our show Give us a call right now, be the first caller through But as our show ends, don't forget to talk faith, live faith And act faith and you'll grow strong in Jesus
2: Wonderfully made somehow you forgot along the way knitted together by my hands swept away by the world's demands You are so fearfully wonderfully made somehow you forgot along the way knitted together by my hands swept away by the world's demands ta